Yes. Go. So, well... <laughs> okay. Welcome to this episode... <laughs> this episode, Star Trek Reliant. I am your host for tonight, Duncan Idaho. And I will be running you through the second part of this adventure, which I had already forgotten the title of. Fine. Uh, I need to actually you check pick that as well, because I have completely forgotten Did we it actually through. pick it up the subtitle last week? Holy crap. We, we didn't well, give it a name. Didn't it? Like, what did we name that episode? Space Bucket Blues. There we go. Space Bucket Blues. There we go. That's right. So, Space Bucket Blues episode part two. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, God. All right. Tonight, we have a full house with, starting off, our chief security officer, Chorog. Well, actually, not technically chief, but he's a he's a major security officer. Chorog. I'm here for the rum, and it kicks a little butt. You've got our man out of time and junior science officer, D.B. Wells. I have no plans whatsoever for the future. Not any at all. I am simply window shopping. We've got our Dovahkiin turned bartender, turned security officer, Grumpy Old Nord, playing Grimnir, among others. Many others. I swear, the, the, the number of voices in Grumpy Old Nord's head... Oh, wait, that's me. Now I'm referring to myself in the third person! Help! We've got our con officer, Karjudrani. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for messing up your intro a little bit, but to be fair, you can't make a mistake and then not expect me to immediately be a smartass. True. We've got our doctor and first officer, uh, Eli O'Connor. I am a meat popsicle, sir. We've got Oakley in chat, our exocomp. Goes beep boop. It says beep boop. Slightly. <laughs> He says beep boop. <laughs> and we've got our chief engineer, Rick Tier, who rhymes all the time. I am definitely not uh, planning things for the past. Hey, uh, so, last time we were investigating a case of pirates in a, uh, not allied, but marginally friendly trading station, that, uh, some uh, not too far away from Starbase Magellan, with some possibility that these could be related to the Romulans, who we met in a previous episode. So, our intrepid crew uh, split off into two parties. Uh, one did shopping, the other did shopping as well, and then got captured. And that was basically the entire episode. More things happened, and references to buckets also happened. I'll let you go back and listen to that episode to relive those moments. We also shook down on Orion who we offered to let talk to the nice lady instead of the big Nausicaan, and for some reason he preferred the big Nausicaan. <laughs> well, I mean, some people have their yeah, tastes. True. Yeah, for... So, let us cut to group two, the shoppers. So this would be Chorog, uh, Kara, Setsa, and DB. You are in a relatively seedy part of the station, just lots of stalls, lots of shops, lots of bustle activity at this point. Um, with just various types of merchandise, produce, trade goods, junk, more junk. Things that might be goods, but also might be junk, it's hard to tell. And just the general smells of a very kind of dense crowd with poor environmental controls. And questionable bathing habits on a part of the passing through group. Smells like heaven. You have a very strange idea of heaven, Chorog. Hello, have we met? We have. We both like violence. 
but I think one of us prefers to bathe more often. Why waste perfectly good water that way? Right. So, what did the Orion say again? Well, the Orion passed on some information about this chunk of hull plating that he had. This definitely comes from the ship that we're looking for. Okay. So, I don't know. Everybody look around and try to find some hull plating. Oh, and he did uh, gift me, quotation marks, this nifty new pistol I need to fix. You are a master negotiator, sir. Amongst, amongst many of my excellent traits. Thetsa, meanwhile, has fortunately managed to turn off her sense of smell using her board implants and is feeling rather uh, pleased with herself for it. Right, right. Hole plating, hole plating. Kara scans around the junkyard area to try and find any big chunks of that. Inside engineering! Okie dokie, let's see. Oh, this is a great role for me. I actually wasn't quite sure if that was sarcasm or just excitement. And now you can tell it was sarcasm, but I still got a success. So you got a success. So you kind of get a general vibe for where hull plating is going to be. You you kind of eliminate the sort of the uh, the tacky stuff, the home goods, the stuff that's obviously meant for trading between point A and point B. Basically, Kara sees a sign that says ship parts this way. Basically. And you just kind of get that vibe from where some of the traders have gathered. So you've got a choice now between a bunch of different traders. We'll also say that um, Grimnir, who has been shopping at the station, you also see the crew of the Reliant, or part of the crew of the Reliant. Well, you recognize at least three of them. There's also a very ornately dressed woman with a fancy hat with them as well. You can have some guesses about who that one is, but that one is also accompanying Kara, DB, and Charog. Quick question. So, is is, is Grimner in uniform or is he in his civvies? It'll be up to him for how he decided to present himself on the station. Uh, he'd probably be in civvies. If, if he's not on the job specifically, he's in civvies. So far. No. He, he, dresses, <laughs> he, he dresses like Guinan, but without the big floppy hat and a lot more leather and, and less sleeves. <laughs> okay, I, I was hoping for fur, but this works too. I mean, so, you do uh, realize I'm going to have to try to make that with an AI at this point. <laughs> yes. So he uh, he sees the group and he goes, Hey, 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 I know them. He looks around to a, a, a group of uh, tra- trademark-free uh, uh, knockoff uh, Ewoks. I know them! And he comes running over. <laughs> Kara notes the... Uh parting sea as the large man is running through and just kind of waves at uh, Grimnir. Hey, what are you doing here? Uh, we're just well? Shopping. Oh. Yeah, very specific shopping. She oh, leans in for some stolen stuff. Oh. Uh, oh uh, he, he crouches down. Oh, for those who are unfamiliar, Grimnir is a giant of a man. He is six foot eleven and probably close to four hundred pounds. He is not tiny. Anyway, yes. he, uh, he 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 crouches down to kind of whisper, and despite his attempt at whispering, I think I know what you're looking for. They've got the Alderburn mead. I haven't seen it outside. Oh, that's not what you're looking for. Oh, never mind. Car is cracking up again. Sir. Setsa slides in and says smoothly, Oh, my dear, dear Grimnir, how good of you to join us today on this fine stroll in pleasant company. 
We are here looking for various alloys that may or may not have been taken from Alliance trading vessels in the area. We think they could lead us to oh, some pleasant adventures. Frog looks at Grimner and says, don't ask. <laughs> he gets a very strange look on his face. You're not sure if he's trying to trying not to laugh or if he, <laughs> he doesn't even look like he's sure what he's thinking right now. And he just says, alloys. Right. Pulls out his tricorder. That's this doohickey, right? Ah, yes, yes. Right I'm now we're just, using the, we're just using the old Mark Zero Model 1s. Uh, there's a sign over there that says ship parts this way. I figure since we're looking for hull plating. You know, that's just crazy enough to work. Yeah, signs, man. Signs. Grimmere, mm, I uh, wish... Oh, go ahead. Mm, I wish my grandfather had taught me how to read, but us in the aristocracy, we just have other people tell us what we need to know. It's so much better. Car just face palms. Under under his breath, everybody hears Grimner say, "Really, no people like that. God damn it!" Setsa <laughs> uh, flounces over to the uh, hall parts area, kind of like ahead of the group, just kind of like taking off like a little ducky. Um, at the same time, I mean, he's probably fine. Probably. This is a space station, and I still can't get the image out of my head that when she goes off ahead of us like that, we're just going to hear her eep, and she's going to fly up in the air on a sling trap. <laughs> that was out loud, uh, by the way. That was not out of character. Uh, Setsa proceeds ahead, and um, the rest of you, you see the, you see the stall. So, um, basically, they've got a... Almost kind of like a hierarchical arrangement of these different shops. So you've got the really junky ones, you've got the really high-end ones. And then sort of like along the arc they formed, there's just a bunch of others. So you've got to judge who is going to be the best type of person to ask about stolen hull plating. Um, so everyone in the group can make an insight security or engineering role. Engineering to try to judge it from the stuff they have. Security to try to judge it from the people. Also, command would be work. So, insight command, insight security, or insight engineering. Two successes on insight security, because I know shit about engineering. And just because of what Setsa did earlier, I'm going to say we have two momentum. So, Chorog, one success. Kara, two successes. DB with a success. Aha. Do we have a sheet for Grimdeer? We do not. We uh, we we have yet to really think of what we're going to do for that, because technically the way <laughs> we've presented Grimdeer, Grimdeer is like an epic level character. We'll still yeah, have to write so, one up for him. Which we never yeah, really got so, around um, to doing that yet. Okay, so let's say uh, target roll of 15 and a crit range of 4. It's got to be looking for the criminal element, him. Let's see if I can remember how to do this. It's uh... um, they've changed it too. So oh, okay. slash r slash r is the way I do it, and then it's the target number. So fifteen ice difficulty and crit. Uh, what was the difficulty? Uh, fifteen, and then crit of four. Oh, so I thought fifteen was the target number. A yeah, fifteen. Is a oh, sorry. A difficulty is the number of successes you have to get. I was gonna say, okay. if the difficulty um, was fifteen, we'd be totally hosed. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, oh. difficulty of two. Okay. Does, uh, does applying your focus just increase the the crit range? 
Yes. Okay. So, so two. Yeah. New. So, uh, Grimnir and Kara, you've got to kind of feel that the there's a uh, there's a trader that's sort of right next to sort of the prime real estate that looks like it might be a little on the sketch, but at the same time, it's trying to present itself well. So that comes off as being a target, and then the uh, the rest, um, DB and Chora, you just got the sense that. It's not going to be the top. It's not going to be the bottom. It's just going to be somewhere in between. But, uh, uh, Kara points out the guy who's kind of in the middle and nods to both Chorog and Grimnir and says, I think I know exactly how to handle this. Do you mind letting me talk first? You want me to hold you up on my shoulders? Cute idea, but no. Okay. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that's fair. I had the last one. Kara takes her retinue of large, violent associates and Setsa, and Daniel, and heads over to the, uh, shall we say, suspicious dealer. So the suspicious dealer in question is a portly little uh, gray-skinned alien with a jacket that's seen better days and a retinue of mechanical arms sort of arcing around his body, which he uses to sort of uh, clean the shop, take care of things, and he's just looking pretty sly, pretty slim. Uh, despite his waistline. And, again, the the um, the stuff on offer is surprisingly good for sort of the, the rest of the ambiance. Very nice. Very nice hull plating. I don't suppose you'd be willing to tell me who your, soup, who your supplier is, would you? Just a second. Gotta get the voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a sec. <laughs> Ah, god damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, like, I've got something that's just, like, getting it out of my brain and into my mouth. Ah, yes. I have the very finest wares taken from, shall we say, the winds of the galaxy tumbling objects around. Such, such little trifles, but make do. Has a trifle caught your eye, my lady? Right, so you dodged my question, so I'm going to ask you a totally different you're aware of the Federation, right? And all the rules we have about, you know, violence and things we can't do and how we have to be nice to everybody? Is the Federation that thing which produces those funny game shows that are broadcast over subspace? Ooh, my people love those most in, most indeed. Kara gestures to Chorog and Grimnir. <laughs> my friends here? They're not Starfleet. Is this a game show? Well, it it's... could be. It's called Let's See if <laughs> Keep Your Head. Kara nods. I like this game show. It's called Deal or Peel. You tell me what I want to know, and if I don't like it, I'm going to peel your skin off. Oh, I say, I have paid my dues, and I'm a most upstanding member of the... And then he's just kind of cut off from the stall next to him. Bort, you raging asshole! Give him... If you've swiped the parts from these people, too, don't... Don't jerk them around. Right, so here's the way it works. Um, you're going to tell me where you got this hull plating, or Chorog is going to grab your left arm, Grimnir's going to grab your right, and they're going to tear them off. Ooh, I haven't played Tug of War in forever. I could use a new backscratcher. Well, I'd say my mechanical arms are most priced, are most sensitive artifacts. I, 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 should, uh, I shall assist. I shall assist. Ugh. 
it's hard enough getting a pie in the galaxy with nothing but one's wits and mild temperament. Oh, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, right. So, who gave you the whole plating? Ah, oh, it's a man. Can say that much. He is, well, a bit unusual, a bit artificial, if you catch my drift, and... Well, he provides very good accommodations for someone like me who doesn't have a name with a big guild because my planet is mostly dung farmers. Fertilizer is a fertilizer is a most price artificial. Well, but I, you know, just to indulge my mechanical arts, I need to well bend things a little bit. So I don't suppose you could arrange a meeting with this person. Well, I do have regular meetings every ma- er, every morning. Sorry, I, I heard morning. Hey, every every, and then the translator just says Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it today? And uh, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I sh- I shall I I I shall try to suggest that. Well, I've come down with a fever and. I have sent trusted associates to collect my latest shipment. Good man. Kara pulls out, you know, a handful of latinum slips and then just kind of slides them to him and says, Now see, the great thing is, not only did you not get your arms ripped off, but you made some profit. Thank you. And you kept your wouldn't happen to ha- Wouldn't happen to have recordings of any more game shows from the Federation. I'm sure we've got some entertainment provisions on the ship. I'll be back later. Most excellent. As they, uh, as they start to walk away, Grimner hangs back, he reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out a bottle of his latest meat experiment, sets it down, and says, There, something unique that'll help you forget about this encounter. I don't kill him. Mm, most, most thank you. Most thank you. Have, have a pleasant day sailing the winds of space. Kara chuckles when Grimnir rejoins the group and says, I hope that's all right for his physiology, but I suppose if it's not, it's one less worry. I don't even know if it's all right for my physiology. <laughs> I want to try some of that. Hey, where'd Daniel go? Wait, wait. He was he was just behind us. Ready to go. Daniel has wandered off, looking at the different uh, <laughs> the different items on offer around the station. Uh, he's got looking for something in particular, but he's just kind of generally looking at everything as well. Sensei comes up behind him and says. Oh, my dear Daniel, if you're looking for a, re- a plasma regulator to help you with, well, let's just say a personal issue, I'd say the doctor would be able to assist. What? Mm, never mind. Uh, what'd you do? Um, I just thought, uh, I, w- I was just, I don't know, it looked like you guys had that handled, so I was looking around for, uh, we're, we're looking for stolen merchandise, so I thought, why not get, uh, why not get... Uh, a high-quality scanner just scan for what we're looking for specifically. So well, I was looking around for one. Oh, well, I mean, high-quality scanners are pretty good, but we do actually have some of that on the ship, and we were scanning for stuff earlier. Good thinking, though. Be anything cool? Uh, science insight. What? Do a science insight roll. Do 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 do. One success. You're able to make out a scanning device. It's alien and very unusual, but at the same time, it's like, ah, I'm starting to get this future. It's a scanning device, so you now have an answer. Uh, I guess uh, Daniel picks up the, the scanner 
and tries turning it on just to see if he can mess with the settings. It goes beep boop with a merry jingle as you turn it on. Ah, yes. And yes. you just get a scanning menu. But at the same I time, it's a little overwhelming because you're dealing with a, a completely alien user interface. I was going to say, I just love the idea that the startup screen is like this little cartoonish alien of undetermined species who just picks up, you know, a pickaxe and just starts mining away at something. What do you mean? It's badgy. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> Badgie is pretending to be the alien. So, that's it. Just nods and says, "My dear shopkeep, how much would this delightful device be?" Shopkeeping question. Which I'm just going to use this picture because I, I I love it. Is a large duck-like alien with four eyes and a rather strange mix uh, mix of metal plating and casual wear on top of him. And he says, apologize for this, by the way, but... Oh. <laughs> sort that out. Who wants to go first? Um, the duck will say, Yes, ah, it's a fine device. I shall say 20 cashels or two slips of gold-pressed latinum. Okay, so I'm going to go next, and I'm going to go ahead and tell the audience he's wearing a fucking motorcycle helmet. Hmm. That too. I mean, that's what it looks like. <laughs> It's it's the sock helmet without the little top part. <laughs> he's a he's a no, that's canon. Warrior. That's canon. It's the Spock helmet just without the rotating top bit. Actually, with the rotating top bit because it's not in the picture. Uh oh, Nick has given us a um, sound bar. In Discord. Yeah, I mean Discord did not me. Like, <laughs> listen. Unfortunately, it's not coming through. Oh, you're not hearing that? No, I don't. No, we're. Um, hold on, let me try. Let's see, I've got. I've got. I heard that one. <laughs> I, was... I like that one. I don't hear anything. Ah, oh, there's a quack. I don't know who did it, but somebody got a quack through. <laughs> that that's mine. So I've got sound effects through mine. Okay. Oh, nice. Whatever that one was. Don't ever do it again. That was a Star Trekky one. I was gonna say that was an old school it, red alert. That one wasn't me. Was it? Well, there's the what Taco the Bell. Oh God. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Back on track. Putting a multiple on the buttons for right now. Back Leo's on track. not responsible enough for this. <laughs> no. Uh, so, DB, uh, sets a pace for you, and you now have an alien scanning device. Uh, all right, so, all right, so I guess as they walk away, uh, Daniel asks, So, how did the interrogation go? That's it. Just points to Grimnir and um, Charak and Kara leading, uh, leading DB. I said he. She just pointed to them as oh, okay. in gesturing for them to explain. Okay, Kara just says, "Well, he's still got all his skin, unfortunately, and you can't have fun every day." And uh, he said something about meeting with a guy today, and he's going to send us instead. So we're going to find out where he got the hull plating. As for the whole plating, I'm just going to let him keep it because, frankly, I don't care. Um, I'll also say that as the group left, you received the meeting time and coordinates from the dude. Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, more specifically, like, go to this, you know, turn left here, go right here. You've got, uh, you've got this thing marked on the station map now. It's a little bit, a little out of the way. Kara looks around at Chorog and Grumpy and herself and just thinks, I hope it's a trap. 
I really hope it's a trap. Meanwhile, um, Rick, you wake up. <laughs> and you find yourself tied to a chair. Uh, where is my little uh, lizard reptile that we bought? Can he I... is in a little cage on your lap, so he's safe. Okay. Uh, can I see anyone else around? Uh, let's try a fitness security roll. Actually, pretty good. Just got to double check the numbers. Okay. One success. One success. You're able to just sort of like hop in place a little bit and just sort of turn yourself... So you kind of see the edge of Eli, who is also tied to a chair. Uh, Eli, hello, can you... You there? Right? Yeah, am I? Yeah, Eli, you've also woken up a bit. So. The hell happened? Uh, I guess by uh, poking around, we gathered a bit of attention. Oh, great. At least they... they uh, I want to... Uh, can I, like, do a medicine check on on the lizard here just to make sure they haven't done anything to him? Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. So, medicine insight. This will be uh, one of my poorest skills. It, it literally is my poorest stat, but I've got to check. Want to check on lizard boy. One success. One success. Um, you're uncertain, but, I mean, nothing appears to have been done to the lizard. I mean, he's just been, you know, carefully... It looks like he's just well-treated. Just in his little cage, he's on your lap, nothing bad. Uh, it doesn't look like they've done anything to Bill Will, J.T. Graves groans. Captain? Uh all right, Rick, you with me? Yes, I've got my little uh, lizard pet. Uh... Oh, that's good. Um, uh, Eli, you here? Wish I weren't. Either of you two blindfolded? Uh, no. I am. Oh, that'd take my eyes. Um, you'd be in a lot of pain if they did. Right. I think this is just blindfold. Well, uh, I can't really uh, get up to take the blindfold off. Uh, uh, Rick will start looking around, see if he can identify where they might be. You're in a dark room. There's a single overhead lamp uh, above you. In the gloom, you can kind of get the sense that it's like there's hull plating, and it looks like kind of like not quite like a boiler room, but just a storage cl uh, um, storage room. It's been mostly cleared out of stuff. Um, uh, likely on the station. Don't hear any unusual noises that you weren't familiar with earlier. Just environmental control systems, no propulsion, nothing like that. It doesn't feel like we're on a ship, but I don't hear any of the engines or feel rumbles that come associated with ship life, seems like. Right. So, probably still in the bazaar, just somewhere else. Alright. see. See if I can hop over. Someone's got magic shoes. I mean, yes, but it's, it's just a... What do you want me to try to do? Alright, let's see. Graves is able to sort of hop, angle his chair over, and then fall sideways. And he kind of keeps scooting and scooting. Then he's, he says, alright. Nick, er, Eli, damn it. <laughs> Eli, um, I need the shoe blade. 
figured he takes it out. All right. I try to do this without cutting myself. I'll give it a shot. All right. So control security for both uh, Eli and Graves. I need to actually open up my thing because I forgot. Okay. Uh, I can get you the number in just a sec. I got it. I already got the drive. <laughs> I will not say that sword fighting applies as a focus for Graves. <laughs> He's got two successes. I mean, I think it applies as a focus. Like, you're trying not to get stabbed. It's perfect. Okay, fine. He is, uh, well, he still only has two successes. Alright, you see. said control security? Uh, yeah. And I'd say trauma surgery would definitely come in handy for, like, the fine control of a blade. Yeah, but I'm controlling with my foot, not my hand. I mean, you could also have... I, I, I'm willing to give you a focus for the shoe. Take okay, it on its own. Fine. It's only going to give me a crit, too. It's not going to be that special. Okay, no, we're still doing it, though. You, you have become Amazing. proficient enough with the shoe that you now have a focus in shoe combat. <laughs> All right, one success. Between the two of you, you're able to... Graves is able to untie... Uh, or to free his arms, and then sort of everything kind of goes from there. So he's up, he's um, he's uh, untying uh, Eli, and then untying Rick, and now they are free. Don't you just love we were transported and was immediately unconscious, not even a chance to fight? Yeah, there's a few tricks for that. I mean, basically you beam in uh, with a mild amount of sedative already in you, so... We can fight now, though. How long were you guys have? Because for some reason, sedative does not work as long as me. Uh, well, I was just waking up. All right, I was up for like half an hour. It was oh. boring. Sorry. Well, let's try to get some revengings here. Uh, Rick, what do you make of that door? Uh, I will uh, do uh, do some analysis, look for some kind of terminal or control, and see what I can do with it. Yeah. It's a start. That's the main thing. Uh, so what role should I do? Uh, well, it's... Uh, uh, let's go reason engineering. We've been doing a lot of insight tonight. This is from my absolute worst to my absolute best. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, just one success. One success. You're able to determine that there's no obvious security, or there's no obvious mechanism for the door on this side. There's a blank spot where a panel used to be, though, um, but it's apparently been removed. Some people did a little bit of thinking in creating this as a little prison place. You still have a few boxes around you, though. Weren't entirely thorough. Alrighty, then. Uh, we do have momentum, right? New momentum. Um, so I want to see, look around, see what we can do to gain access behind the wall to where the panel was, see if there's still like um like lines or wires or something to be able to manually trigger the door opening. Righto. Uh inside engineering. And Nick, you can also assist on this. Oh boy, what I'm rolling. Uh insight engineering. Oh boy, that's a ten. Uh let's see You've got... I'm a doctor, I'm not an engineer, though. Yeah, but that could be useful Talent. later. That oh, could be useful. Um, can, yeah, I would, have, I would have used a dice. Um, I forgot to mention. We'll use a uh, momentum. 
Okay. So, Nick, in Eli's investigations of the room, you find, well, basically a small toolbox. Great. You can use it to pry open stuff, um, basically cut wires. It's just a simple assortment of physical tools, but hey, it's something. Um, Rick, you open a box and it's filled with bats. On zero success and no complication. <laughs> and a complication. You are now dealing with small bats. He's just tries to, like, you know, try to grab them and th- throw them away. Just get them to sh- get away from him. The, bat- the bats are fast and crafty and Rick is unable to grab them. But at the same time, they don't like, you know, being a- accosted by a large humanoid. So eventually they find a little cl- quiet place in the corner little bats but let me just let's uh, some body shake baby bat do 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 baby bat do 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 baby bat sorry I had to uh, I have not promoted those uh, bats to oh graves uh, could <laughs> get field commission to bats done it for tardigrades Somebody's got to get a rabies shot now. Yeah, um, but I guess that'll be aboard the ship once we... He just looks at some, like, minor scratches on his arm. That, at least it's not too bad. Uh, right, you've got the, got the stuff. Let's try and take this wall apart. Um, before you do that, Rick, I'm going to have you make a fitness, um, let's see, yeah, a fitness medicine roll with a comp of I'm going to spend a couple of threat. So now your comp is 18. All right, here we go. One success. One success. You did not you did not get space fever. So you are not infected with a major disease. Still need to get checked out, but I mean, you got little scratches, but nothing nothing too bad. That would cause you to go insane progressively with each roll until you thought you were the lizard queen. So, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I take this will be control. Yeah, control engineering. Okay, um, and I'll be using a momentum for the dice. A one success, but no complications. So you're able to pry open the hatch where the control panel used to be, and you're working a way to get the panel reconfigured. It's taking a little bit. Um, with that, we could either jump to the other group or take a quick break, like five, ten minutes. I, I vote break because I've already finished both bottles of water <laughs> I started this session with. <laughs> we cut back to the group, uh, two, uh, moving their way through the underbelly of the station, going to the meeting point indicated by Bort. So, you are having to follow directions on an alien data pad type thingy. So, you are having to... What was his name? I just You just said Bort, and I just thought, does he have his own vanity license plate? Is he being mistaken for the other Borts? <laughs> yes, he is a, he was a very much a Bort character. Um, so, you, uh, who has the data pad is doing the leading? Please don't let it be Setsa. Well, it's going to be Kara, since nobody else is jumping to it. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Kara had it. Yeah, just making sure. Making sure. Uh, so, Kara, it's going to be a con uh, reason roll to figure out just how to navigate through the station. Cool. Well, first off, I get an automatic success because I'm, you know, augmented there. 
Oh, no, wait, that's control. Okay, so I don't get an automatic success. Well, this is still a good roll for me. Two, 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 two successes. Two successes. You're able to get there without too much fuss. I mean, you have to sort of loop around, like go down one elevator, one turbo lift, then out, then down another turbo lift. There's a crowd. Right. We have to do two. the thing from Princess Bride. Grimnir, if you would. But I, 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 I do not understand <laughs> the reference you're making. Am I supposed to start throwing people? Uh, you know what? That works. Alright, <laughs> <sighs> I got this one. Daniel walks up in front of the cr- in front of everybody and shouts, "Everybody, move!" Um. Uh, okay, daring, daring security roll for. Please um, crit this. Please crit this. Please crit this. Daring security roll for DB. Ta da! It's the space. More suspense. More suspense. He did crit it. Mm. Good job. You accidentally dodge a punch thrown from passing Lethian. And just completely don't notice it, but it's just sort of like a drunken master, like, whoop, loosey-goosey. Um, but you're able to navigate through the crowd. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's not too thick. And you're able to just sort of weave through to the other turbo lift, and you're down into a uh, cargo receiving area. So a large space, lots of containers, and you navigate to sort of the uh, sort of the colored off section for uh, the trader board. And you're a few minutes early, so you get to basically just have a look around real quick. You know, this is a great place for an ambush. Yeah, I really hope they try something stupid. Oh, me too. Daniel's fiddling with his new scanner, trying to figure it out. Kara just taps her foot. All right, here we go. I wasn't planning on an ambush, but we gotta have an ambush now. Everyone, insight security. Oh, what would we say uh, Grimnir's insight security would be along the lines of? Uh, I don't think he's got high insight, but he's gonna have high security. So let's call this a 13. Kara got two successes. Uh, let's see how well baby ducky sets it does. Although she does have high insight, so she's in the same boat Grimnir is. Two successes for Grimnir. <laughs> Actually, six two successes against... for everybody except uh, except Chorog. And yeah, I, so... I got one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so um, most of the group is able to pick up on the sound of people moving around them, but at the same time not moving into a visible position. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is like shooting fish in a barrel, except the fish shoot back. Oh, let's bring the trap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and just go on the attack, if you want to. (laughs) Kari, like, just picks up her rifle and just kind of aims at one of the spots in between the boxes and says, You're right, he's not going to show. I guess we'll just have to sit down and wait a bit for a while. Anyone got some cards? Uh, you hear a gruff voice yell over the boxes. It's a sort of somewhat insectoid alien with a um, sort of a t- uh, tan, uh, like a very dull green uh, combat suit. And just sort of yells, oh, jeez. <laughs> Gotta get the voice again. I just like that the first thing he yells is, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, we're rolling with that now. I says... God damn it, I can't do that. <laughs> it's too stupid. It's too stupid. Okay, the the alien shouts, Gah. 
What? Whoever you've brought along, you cannot cheap us out of this deal again. Uranium is a very expensive commodity, and we have done much for you. Oh, trust me, we got exactly what you need. <sighs> one of the one of the aliens, like, call it like, like, leans out of cover, aiming a pistol. Can I shoot him? Yes. <laughs> he, he, like, he, he, he steps out where Kara's pointing the rifle. Only one success, darn. I'm going to give you an automatic success for that, though, for basically being in a position where all you have to do is pull the trigger. That is enough. Uh, yes. Charles produces two sucker pistols from his coat. Pew, pew! As he spies an odd-looking alien creeping along one of the containers. Yes, this alien has two pistols. Oh, it's please, also the same make species. my day. Take the shot. Give me an hey, excuse. He... He cries out and just sort of starts firing, like, wildly at Chorog. Chorog just stands there as the disruptor bolts completely miss him. As soon as oh, you get a return fire. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chorog, you get a return fire now. Okay, what am I rolling? Uh, daring uh, security. Or control security. You're going to take a precise shot or just do something oh. else. Well, if you're going to tell oh, me I'm, that, I'm I should roll I'm control taking, security. I'm taking a precise shot. I'm disarming him. Yeah, as soon as the as soon as the gunfire started, Daniel just jumps, says, "Holy shit!" and and gets out of the way. So one success. Um, I'll roll. Are you trying to disarm him and shoot the weapon from his hand, or like go over to him and disarm him? No, I'm I'm taking two shots. One one to knock each disruptor pistol from each hand. Okay, you only knock one of them from his hand. The other shot misses. Gotta try that again. I'll get the other one. So Setsa, meanwhile, just uh, kind of, you know, she's had some training and she's very much in the character and just calls out. Oh, I say, I say, boys, boys, um, plasma bolt. And she takes a shot with a small hand phaser. We got to work on her trash talking. <laughs> so Setsa does the shooty shooty. And just hits the uh, alien charg was taunting in the chest. And the alien falls over. Nice shot. Mm, thank you, thank you. I dare say there's more who are coming to play with us. And another three aliens just sort of come, like, arcing around them. Hello. Goodbye. I'm... You're going to regret this for the rest of your life. All three seconds of it. Actually, let's go ahead and let and... Grimnir hit somebody. Yeah, Grimnir, you've you you've you you've got the floor here. So they're charging you guys. Stick up, Grimnir. All this is going on. Grimnir doesn't go for a weapon or anything. He just steps forward, grins, and shouts, "Vas Rumar," which is the uh, the the words the, for the uh, dismay shout, which makes all enemies flee in terror. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, we have to soil themselves too. Okay, I'm going to roll for them. It okay. succeeds, but I'm going to roll for them just to have a sense of how badly this goes for them. <laughs> uh, one or more errors. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly them right now. They're frightened beyond all reason. Okay, they are frightened, but they managed to keep oh. control of their bowel. They got three successes there. So they Damn. managed to keep control of their bowels. And they don't immediately run into, like, a really stupid, dangerous situation. So they're able to 
evac and flee, but they're screaming in terror. I like the fact that they ran in, Grimnir shouts out, and now they're immediately running back screaming. <laughs> yes, so that is what happened. So that has ended that combat. Sometimes you don't gotta shoot a thing. You just gotta say one, maybe three words. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? Kara walks over to one of the aliens we've stunned. I spent a lot of time learning these words. Have your fun. Daniel was has been uh, crouched, uh, kind of crouched down. He rises up and just looks around for a second and just asks, how are you guys so casual about this? How often does stuff like this happen? I just well, have this image of Chorog, Grimnir, and Kara all just looking at him with a grin. <laughs> I got one word for you, pirate. Yeah, I was cross-trained on security. I'm training in security as well. Uh, this is nothing compared to where I grew up, son. Oh, I've been shot at my whole life. Last time I hit in a box. Combat is quite vigorous exercise. She goes over to, you know, one of the bugs and just kind of nudges him. Hey. Hey. Wake up. Hey. Trog grabs him and slams him against a crate. We said wake up. You knock him out. Trog, <laughs> sweetie. Don't do that again. So you got the other one now. So you got two. Yeah, so you've taken all the fun out of this for me. I just said don't do that. I didn't say don't do anything. All right. So, second interrogation attempt. Come on. Get up. You suck. Uh, well, are you going to find uh, a stick so we can poke him with it? If I find a stick, it's going somewhere, but it ain't going to be poking him. Well, Setsa uh, reaches into her purse and pulls out, a, pulls out a collapsible stick and says, Yes, this is my prized walking stick. Been in my family for generations after my great-great-grandfather. Well, he shooed a bear with it, and, well, eventually... Well, they eventually fell together, and that's how my grandmama became part of the family. Chalk looks rather puzzled at Setsek. What else you got in there? Kara, meanwhile, just looks so, down at the alien and says, All right, wake up, or it's time to play Probe the Alien. I'm... I'm awake. I can't feel my legs so much. I'm awake. That's fine. No you don't problem. have to go anywhere. Where's your boss? Um, I don't really know. He's away most of the time. Oh, God damn it. This Wrong answer. I'm buoyant that way. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I know his, his schedule. I, he was seeing to some troublemakers over at the club. Club? Troublemakers? Club. Uh, they're... Some people hacked into security, and they were oh, held for later questioning. And the boss is a very private man, you see. Grimnir, go ahead. Grimnir walks over, picks the alien up, and starts patting him down for anything he might be carrying on him, like communication devices, pads. Gives on the weapon. Uh, I mean, he he does. He has a communications device. And he's got basically smokes, multi-tool, lock-picking tool, um, fake ID, regular ID, additional fake ID, <laughs> and some snacks. Trog notices the lockpick. Grimner, let me see that lockpick. He's just, as he's pulling things out of the pockets, he's like, nope, not what I'm looking for. Ooh, communicator, taking that. Oh, I, what the hell are these? You want these, Trog? Trog picks up the lockpick. 
This is a Ferengi make. What Ferengi gave this to you? Um, I bought it at the bazaar. I mean, it's Ferengi. They would sell them. I mean, Kara looks at him and says, checks out. <laughs> so, basically, you've got, you've got the communications device, and he, he did also say, troublemaker, scanning. I'm going to have people, if they want to, do a reasoned command role to figure out who the troublemakers could be. Hello, Kiki. Reason command for Grimnir. I imagine his reason would be higher than average. His command would be the higher number. Yeah, so let's go with a 16 for... Her. Yeah, so... Two successes. Yeah, with the basically... Yeah. I would say Grimnir's command is going to be very high because he uses shouts to warp the fabric of the universe. All right. Grimnir? That might be the captain. <laughs> and Kara looks at Grimnir. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. Hey, DB, you want to give that scanner a try? Huh? Grimnir, Grimnir tosses the communicator that he took off the alien over to DB and says, see if you can get a, a link to the captain's uh, location through that. Yeah, trace it, man. Daniel proceeds to miss the communicator and drop it. <laughs> you, you know what? How did you miss that? Don't tell me I broke it. Don't worry you about see, it. Oh, my hands are shaking right now. Okay, you're definitely next in line for security <laughs> training. Anyway, <laughs> we need to find the captain. I guess if it's not broken, Daniel picks it up and tries to use his new scanner. I'm gonna say if it's right, broken so after that, it's a shitty communicator. Okay, I mean, so um, I mean, Trog has science hacking. So if, Dan if Daniel can't get Trog, I'll do it. Science Insight, or DB. Do, 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 do. One success, one complication. Uh. <laughs> um. So I, you start scanning. You get it. You get a general. Yeah. So you get start scanning. You get a general idea for like the part of the station he's in. Setsa did get two successes on something, so she can chime in here. But all right, take it away. Team, hey. There's everybody. Uh, it, it's quite all right. We are playing. Who says that? The alien that's with them. The pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying He's trying to sort of mask the situation. Grimnir's still holding the alien on their end and says, Hey, that's funny. We're playing too. And he starts shaking him some more. We love to play. <laughs> All's good. All's nothing, nothing wrong. It's just it's all good fun. Yes, I we made friends. Everything's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> right. Well, when you guys get done messing around, get back to the hideout. The boss wants to talk to you. Yes, yes. We're the most, most days. Yes. <laughs> uh, Here's what yeah. you're going to do. You're going to take us to your boss, or I'm going to rip off the antenna and use it as a toothpick. Setsa raises a hand. What? That in your teeth? Setsa, your voice has changed. <laughs> no, Grimner was the one Actually, that said that. Oh. <laughs> Grimner looks at me and says, <laughs> yeah. you want that in your teeth? Daniel is... It's called intimidation. Go out. along with me. Setsa is raising her hand still. Daniel is furiously tapping buttons on the communicator, trying to turn it off. So right now, he, it, it, <laughs> like, it, you haven't turned it off. What you've done is initiate the language training protocol. So 
Yeah, there's that going on. But Setsa says... Uh, my, my, my dear companions, uh, Lady Jagoro has located her boy, Tom. Oh, I just blinked. What? <laughs> what? Her Grimnir pokes I mean, and Setsa, did your batteries die? No. The simple matter is that there's only one human, one trill, and one soar on the station. I just scanned for the life signs. Seriously? There's only yeah. one? Wait, do I not know yeah. human? Well, apart from us. <laughs> I was about to say, DB and Grimnir, you got some secrets to tell me. <laughs> right, right, so, let's, let's yeah, go that so, way. Yeah, that way. You can. Way! Setsa starts leading the way. The group, along with their new best friend, join them. Grimnir is still carrying the alien. <laughs> so, uh, do you... Uh, uh, do you... Cherry Lots care for the game of Strabak. Never heard of it. Tell me. It's the most delightful game. You put tiles on the ground and then try to do a dance around them. If you scatter the tiles, well, at a particular point of the song, you score points. But if otherwise, it's, you, you get deducted points. And then, well, it's only, it only works with my species. But under certain circumstances, you can lose a toe. That's lucky. So it's like a mixture between musical chairs and Jenga. Do I look like mm, I do play games? I do not know musical chairs, and Jenga is a fruit in my language. <laughs> oh, you love games. <laughs> Remember, you were talking about Dealer Peel before. <laughs> so the group, or basically the group sort of goes through and find, goes through a service corridor, like yeah, almost having to crawl at a certain point through. Uh, it's a pretty tight squeeze for Grimnir, but he's able to get through. And... I say, Kara's crawling along uh, with her light. Yeah, come on down to the bazaar. It's great. We'll have some laughs. Now I know how a TV so dinner let's feels. Go to group, group A at this point. So, you are still working at the door. I'll give you another opportunity to try to open it. Uh, another? We didn't get one to begin with. We just found the tools. Well, you got a success at, like, just before break. For trying to use said tools, I thought. How about so. it? Uh, go okay. So anyway, try to make door go open, and that would be um, yeah. So that would be a control engineering. You kind of you. It's a simple enough mechanism. You just have to finesse it. Yep, I am going to be, be using for Rick. A, a dice, another momentum for a dice, just to make sure we get it. There we go. Three successes. Three successes. The door slides open. The bats fly up. They're happy. Um, the group is uh, able to, well, the group is able to peer out into the hall. So we don't have uh, any of our equipment. There's nothing. We don't have guns. We just have ourselves and our key and, and, well, and tools. And, and tools. a lizard. And a lizard, yes. And uh, a knife shoe. Actually, two knife so, shoes. So, Who's, who's first to peer out into the hall? Uh, Rick will. Alright, Rick, you see a lizard-like pirate alien in a long black, or long gray, co um, sorry, long brown coat. Kind of just turn and look at you, and blink. Yeah, hi. And Rick's just gonna come up uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> just start confidently heading towards him. Uh, well, you're sort of, like, within two feet of him. Like, you just turn, and he's just, like, right there. Oh, okay, well then... So, he's probably a guard, to make the point a little bit more clear. Okay. Well, let's, um... I'm gonna try and, uh, 
do a choke slam or something. Okay, so you will try to incapacitate him. Yes. Uh, fitness security. And I'll spend another couple of threat. Comp 18. Okay, so fitness is 10. <laughs> Meanwhile, Oakley is fascinated by the existence of a brick a pizza oven on the Reliant. I am also fascinated by that. Okay, uh, Major the is being a pain. Oh, she she broken again? Yeah. Alright, I've got a backup dice roller. Um just tell like I'll basically I'll just tell you the results on a two D twenty roll. Yep. And then you gotta yeah, then you'll interpret it. Yeah, it'll be it's fourteen, so Okay. So two D twenty into my magic box here. Uh, uh ten and nine. Slash R still. Hey. Alright. Uh oh, except two D twenty. Yeah, so I was just doing so D B your numbers came up here. Uh Rick, give it one more try. I'm using D20, so it's a different... Yeah. There we go. Well, our works. Right. D20 doesn't. Yeah, so you get three successes there. So you just just take him out very, <laughs> very efficiently per Starfleet security training protocol. Starting with the two-fist... two, two fist, uh, the, 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 the double fist slam on the back. And then sweeping the legs out. And... Yeah, so he, you've knocked the guy out. And as this happens, the rest of the crew coming out from the maintenance area sees Rick just completely lay out a pirate. Hey! Hey, good job! Nice! You want to join my crew of very large and mean, you know, men? Um, well, I'm not mean. She looks down at the alien. I beg to differ. Uh, What about you, my friend on my hand? Do you think he's mean? Points the alien to look. Um, it it looks rather, well, rather charming to be be specific, uh, but good show. Not your head and say yes. Grimner <laughs> says, "Ah, oh, you're no fun." Tosses him across the corridor. Uh, right. So, I <laughs> walks out of the room. We need our gear. Well, uh, we don't gear. have it, but we oh, do have uh, these disruptor pistols we pulled off the aliens. I will say, um, the gear is actually um, uh, on a table next to the alien. Hasn't gone far. Eli takes his new rifle and his other stuff. Uh, Graves also grabs his stuff. He's also looks down. Further away, right? Well, they locked us in the room and had us tied up in chairs. Figured we probably wouldn't get that far. Also, space is probably at premium here. Really? Haven't they ever heard of Starfleet? We're the ones who make like warp coils out of paper clips and shit. Yeah, I don't think so, honestly. Right, right. Well, then the next time. Right. Okay. So, how are we all doing? I'm dying to test this rifle. I'm right. doing fantastic. Yeah, That's we got here bad. from uh, finding the hull plating and shaking down a merchant, and then uh, there was a lovely little ambush where, unfortunately, the fish were armed and the guys around the barrel weren't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. Um, any idea where the boss is? Everybody or, just points at Daniel. <laughs> well, we we're kind of hoping our friend over there was going to tell us. Uh, well, you knocked him out. Grimner, go again. Daniel has the scanner. Uh, Grimner walks over, says, "You know, I used to know a priest that could do this, but she never did get the handle of teaching it to me." He thumps the alien upside the head very softly with his finger. <laughs> 
I mean, he's now in a gentle sleep. Ah, he's fine. All right, so Daniel. Yes? You need to roll Insight Engineering. <sighs> the, the, the device just continues to go through a language lesson. Displays a little holographic projection of a cube. And says, Or data. <laughs> or da. So, like, the thing is, though, you're in a corridor, you came from one direction, there is another direction down the corridor. Fuck it, let's just go that way and see what happens. Right. Sounds good. Graves kind of leaves the way to the gigantic posse that is now roaming the interior of the pirate base. See one, another another lizard-like alien just kind of poke his head out of the door, eep, and then... Go back in. I <laughs> bet they went that way. <laughs> if this is not the door we're looking for, Kara goes up to it and just looks at the door and says, you didn't see nothing. <laughs> Occupied! Occupied! I don't I think, think he's talking about on a toilet. I bet he is now. Yeah, so you basically you go straight and you find a sort of like like very ornate looking door. It doesn't look original to the station. It looks maybe ripped off of another ship. Who's Car, got the explosives? Car just looks at it. Now, does that scream bad guy to anybody else? 100%. Eli's trying to make sure the rifle's unstunned. It's unstunned. It's a very good right, rifle. Thermite or, thermite or plasma? Um, uh, thermite. I got you covered. Car backs up. Char proceeds to walk over the door, places four thermite explosives, one on each hinge, and gives the control to, gives the control to Nick and say... Who? Gives the control over to O'Connor and says, It's all yours. Um, okay, everyone, let's get back. This is gonna be like that time with that arm, except like on a door. I mean, the the arm wasn't an explosive, that was just... Oh, never mind. This is thermite, too. Yes, but this is thermite and explosives. Let's talk, more boom, let's go. go. Alright, we're far enough away. And... Alright, I'm gonna make you guys roll for it. One last roll. One more score. Security control. To apply the thermite. And rend this door asunder. I think that's Chorog to roll it. Yeah. Two successes. You blow that door off its hinges. It just, you know, there's just a whoosh, and then a boom, and then a kathunk, as both the hinges are just, like, pushed several feet into what looks like a rather opulent-looking office. And then Kara's... I love it when a plan comes together. And then Kara's voice coming through it. Honey, I'm home! Who wants so the pizza? Group the group enters the office and they see, sitting at the desk, a rather strange figure. They're dressed in a black cloak. They've got a discoidal, large, broad hat. And they're an android. A very obvious-looking synthetic android with blue glowy bits and metal. Grimbeer walks in, says, oh, this is a boss fight if I ever seen one, and actually pulls the sword out. Kara stops and just looks at him and says, all right, before we go any further, first I gotta say, your look is on point. I'm gonna steal it. May I help you? Sort of. Do you know about some stolen hull plating? Uh, I do what yes. do. Eli's got you his rifle found, You have found none other than the great pirate BT-20. Aha, scourge of the galaxy. Well, one day. 
For now, I'm providing a service. That vital service is pulling goods from one place into another place. Let me tell you, I can do this for the cheap. I can do it on the expensive. I just love doing it. Everyone heard him admit to a crime, right? We're allowed to shoot him now. <laughs> Charles says, oh, just give me an excuse. I want, I want to turn you into he a admitted, He admitted to being a pirate. No, he's, he said he was going to be a pirate someday. He's, he didn't he's do he's pirate Lord piracy yet necessarily. Grimner raises his hand in front of everybody <laughs> and says, Hold on, hold on, I kind of like this guy's style. Keep talking. Yes. I was about to say, just tell us where you got the damn hull plating. Oh, it came from a ship. My boys took it from that ship, put it on the station, and we sell it to another ship. Oh, it came from Beautiful. a ship, you don't say. Okay, what yes. ship? I honestly don't know. Boys uh, go off and they do things. I don't ask too many questions because I am a boss and I'm trying to be a great boss here. Great benefits, great work environment. Ah, it's lovely being in this kind of role. Worked for a guy named Madrin once. He was a complete tosser. But whoa, whoa, whoa. You say Madrin? Unfortunately, ah, yes. Like steps out of the way. <laughs> Char just Char looks... Char gra gra grabs him by his uh, nice black cloak and Slams him against the wall. Tell me about Madra. Tell me now. Congratulations. <laughs> You've reached the dead end of this conversation. I'm just going to leave now. Bye. That's <laughs> <laughs> waves and goes as well. Graves is just sort of sitting in the corner, arms folded. If you want, I can stun you now before he starts beating you. Ah, uh, don't. Not to worry. Not to worry. I don't have pain receptors if I... Don't want them to. I think. I, I haven't tried that feature out yet. But, yes, Madrin. He purchased me from a scrap dealer and, well, tried to program me with the best of, well, merchant dealings and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, it didn't mix with my original programming and we have re and rendered with this uh, rather incomprehensible hybrid here. But I will still offer my best services to you to find Madrin and what do you want to do with him? I want to peel Madrin like a banana. Right, banana, what are they? It's a fruit, you peel it. Not thinking big enough. Peel it like a planet-cracking do uh, doom cruiser. Yes, do it like that. Do it with I, style. I want to peel his skin off and make a funny hat. That's what I want to do. Hmm, better, better, better. Anyway, yeah, that's, yes, that's a bit <laughs> So, um... So, yeah, so Grimner... A, yeah, for, for those who can't see the chat... Grimner gets a quizzical look on his face at the, the mention of, oh, I don't think I have pain receptors. He sheaths his sword, pulls his tricorder out, and he starts punching buttons because he's going to see if he can remote activate the android's pain receptors. All right, so for... Uh, yeah, so uh, this is also going to be comical. So I'm going to have you roll uh, 14 to your target, and I'll spend three threats, 17 for your comp. Okay, so... Normal success yeah, range, and then... 14. And then, if you're doing the R, it's going to be dice, so 2, difficulty 1, uh, crit 1, then oh. 17. One success, one complication. <laughs> he turns them on, but can't turn them off. The android is now shrieking. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, as oh, God! As Char grabs an arm, just begins to squeeze, and... And uh, proceeds to begin crushing the arm. Daniel rushes up. You actually fail to do any damage to this android. Daniel he is made of tough stuff. Scrimner's just like, oh, I did it. 
I'll be damned. <sighs> How do I turn it off? Charles pulls an extra thermite grenade from his pocket. Let's see just how much you hurt. Daniel Step, no. steps in. Air, air, air guys, guys. Grave steps in and says, all right, guys. Got it. Got it. Guy, being cooperative. Let's not push things. Perfectly unimaginable. Looks like that's in his programming. So, what I suggest that... Trunk looks over left. his shoulder at the captain and says, you're lucky he's here. As Trunk lowers him to the floor. And, and Rick right. will try Rick. to uh, disable the the nerve endings. Oh wait, get revert them back to whatever their normal functionality was. The circuitry ending. Easy, yeah. So easy switch, and I mean, ultimately, he it was more. It wasn't quite like a, like oh god, the pain. It was like oh, this is weird. <laughs> so. At this point, you've got this rather unusual pirate. Well, kind of pirate. He's more of like an executive pirate. And he has information about Madrin. I say we arrest him and bring him aboard the ship. Oh, most excellent. Um, might I leave a few instructions for my boys so they don't get a little too carried away in my absence? Oh, you just tell them to meet us on the ship. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have enough room. Could be... Well, that would be interpreted as, like, go raid, and, you know, just give him a day off. Two days off. Well, three. Well, extended Wait. holiday. We've, we've, had a, we've had a big race lay. When he says, oh, they, they could just interpret that as meaning to go to raid, Grimner gets this big evil grin on his face. <laughs> so, like, the, the, the android just sort of, like, his head twitches, and he is sent a, basically, have a two-week holiday to his pirate boys. So... With that, you're free to beam back to Reliant. With our new toy in tow. Guest. Guest. He's not a toy. Yet. He is... Um... Yeah, he is basically the, the, the Hondo of Reliant now. Hondo of Naka! You will not hurt this android. He is precious friend. We gotta, we gotta give him the hat. <laughs> he, well, he's gonna need a new hat. Exactly. So anyway, you've got a, well, you've captured your target, and you've apparently dealt with the pirate problem. Uh, Graves is going to debrief, or basically send some messages to local security, but otherwise you have the time free on the USS Reliant. So that is it for the main adventure. If anyone has any last scenes they want to do back on board the ship as sort of a resolution, go for it. But otherwise, we are all set. Kara just is annoyed as they beam back. Ah, God damn it! Nothing about that conclave thing. Grimnir mutters as they're all beaming away. <laughs> I still can't believe I actually made that work. Holy shit! That was really funny. Uh, Rick has a, a quick scene in engineering with introducing the rest of the team to LJ. Ah, oh, Little is her friend. Yeah, yeah lots of pets. And John is all enamored by LJ. Oakley, meanwhile, has traced a water leak from the main transceiver to Cetacean Ops to a water cooler next to Checkers' pizza oven, which he has reported. Pretty sure most people know it's there by now, though. All the lower deckers are gathered there. They're all Graves trying to get the cactus water. Trog is in his course taking apart that new destructor pistol he bought. It's Ayahuasca Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I can see that as a sign just hung up in there. Setza is in Club 42, 
Um, just giving the Lady Jigoro affect one last go. You're sipping a fancy cocktail. Is she at the bar or is she at a table by herself? Uh, let's go with the bar. All right. Grimner's behind the bar. He's off duty, so he's doing his usual civvy shtick. And uh, he's cleaning a mug, and he looks up at her and he says, You know, lass, years ago back in the army, I served with a girl who served in the Thieves' Guild for a while, and she got pretty good at doing stuff like that. You did something that I never once saw her do, which was stay in character when making a joke out of character. That was impressive. That was commitment. Hmm, yes, I did have a little theater training in my, my youths. It, well, was a way to get away from the, oh, the life that I led then. Grimner just waves it, his hand around the air and says, all this you mean? Oh, what I mean is being a small girl in a big world, having to fantasize about being an aristocrat because I was moving between orphanages run by nuns who were none too kind for that kind of imagination. And I look back on it, they were poking and prodding me while I was thinking about little dalliances here and there, or information about, well, how I was coming along in that little program. You are much preferred, oh, balls, gallows, things where I could just ride horses all the time into the forest, chasing other horses. And chased by horses because I've missed up my pounds one too many times. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I can tell you something, Lass. As a guy who used to work with a lot of aristocrats, they ain't worth a hill of beans, as the humans around here like to say. But you did a mm. pretty gosh darn good job. And tell you what, I got a treat for you. Keep this down low. Nobody knows I have this. And he goes back into his little private area behind the bar and he comes out with this big green glass bottle that's got like this like bamboo looking wooden uh, wrap work around it. He dusts it off as he brings it out. He sets down like a very fancy silver goblet. He pops it open, pours a, you know, maybe two, three fingers worth into the glass, hands it over to her, pops the cork back on. He says, that shit's not even supposed to exist this side of reality. It's called Alto Wine. I never cared for it much, but the aristocrats where I'm from, they loved it. Hmm. Hmm, a very good way of celebrating this joyous occasion of not having completely shit the bed. Yes, yes. And that's gonna make a roll for this. Oh god, yeah, who knows how long that stuff's been sitting aging in that bottle. <laughs> Perfect result. Quite a while. Sensa just head desks. Like, at, at, at the taste, and just, like, snaps back up. Sorry. Sensa head desks, snaps back up, and just sort of blinks, and says, Why do I think I smell mammoths? Oh, did I give you the wrong bottle? I see frost! Frost everywhere! And you got one last little thing if nobody has anything else. Uh, yeah, I think that's... <laughs> that's it for Sensa. She gets visions of Skyrim. <laughs> right before the credits roll, there's a scene of a shadowy figure moving into security and disabling the, you know, recording devices. They move over to near where BT-20 is in the cell, and they simply say, You know anything about the Conclave? Better start talking. Credits. Da da. One last thing. Just as one. Post credit scene. 
Mid-credit scene. As I stated, it is pizza and ayahuasca day in Checkers and Checkers Pizza Place down in the Jefferies tubes. There, there's a lot of lower deckers just tripping. Anyone else want to join? Daniel is there. Is down there too. Daniel is there. He's finally started to figure out that new scanner he got, and decides to and decides to relax a little, and and take a huge risk and eat something or drink something that checkers or, or oh, the food's fine. Made, made. The food's fine. The drink, uh, yeah. Graves is enjoying the pizza. You want to have a He's drink? only had a small sip of the drink. He has had a small sip of the drink on the cautious side. Uh, Rick uh, is, no. is maintaining an official separation. He knows, but he's pretending that he doesn't know because otherwise we'd be engineering all these sorts of things that he'd have to do if he uh, acknowledges that he knows about it. Yeah, he's just there. Checkers and Checkers Pizzeria, the worst kept secret on Reliant. And Chalk <laughs> wanders in. Like, oh, let me try some of that, whatever that drink is. All right, take a small sip. I just realized Mary would probably be down there, too. Chalk downs like a shot glass-sized sample. Ooh. Pretty good. And then the visions start. You see giant robots stomping around. <laughs> Chalk just kind of like, Casually wanders over and just sits in a corner and starts rocking back and forth. Daniel walks over and pats Chorog on the back. Don't worry, buddy. It gets you get used to it. Why is this? Why is this tree talking to me? I am a wise and mystical tree. Let me tell you your futures. Let's fill up the Christmas tree. He can only tell you Christmas things. Checker says. Now look at those two over there. One always tells the truth, and one always lies. What do you, which one do you think told you that just now? There's six things over there. This trog just passes out. Very good. You have learned. I must go now. And Daniel just kind of makes a sweeping gesture before leaving the, before leaving the pizzeria with his scanner. And a to-go box. Thank you for joining us tonight on this episode of Star Trek Reliant. We hope you found it entertaining. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next adventure once we figure out what that one is. I would like to thank everyone for joining us with us tonight. And thank you all for listening. Stuff you can send over to start um, our email at Star Trek, uh, Reliant at StarbaseCGC.com. And we hope to see you on the flip side. And with that, bye. everyone say bye. Bye. Live long and bye prosper. Now. Bye. Especially to Grog. Tower of the Voice Death. <laughs>